All right, Phil. Well, thank you very much for agreeing to stay on and do read to succeed. Now, I understand that you do like to read, and I don't like to assume that. Not everyone does, but I personally feel that reading is a great way to really upskill yourself. And really keen to hear from you about what books that you've read that have really been influential in your life. You know, what are those books? What are they about? And what was it that you really got out of them that's really made a difference for, for you? So take it away. Okay. Um, I actually do. I actually do a lot of reading, but usually only on holiday. So I'm a great reader by the swimming pool. Yeah. Um, and I tend not to do it at home. So over the years, I'll you know I'll take business biographies um, on holiday a, a lot, and it's just great to hear other people's stories, what they did, you know, how they did it, how, you know, where they failed, all all those sort of things. But there are two key books that affected my business journey. Right. The first, and I've got them. I've got them here. This is, this is <laughs> preparation, you see. And most people will recognise that Stephen yeah. Covey's Seven Habits of Successful People. Yeah. I can't remember when I first read that book, and I can't remember who gave it to me. But I read it quite a few years ago, and put it down, left it, carried on with my career, and then picked it up again a few years later, and started reading it again. And as I was reading it, I realised I was actually doing without almost realizing it i was doing a lot of the stuff that was in it so the first time right. i read it it had obviously seeped in so as i read it again you know on the first level i realized i was doing some of the stuff but on the second level and this is why i think sometimes you can reread books at different periods in your life because your career has moved on the you know, different relevances and different experiences mean you're reading it from a different angle yeah and since then, since that time, I think I've read it three or four times. I've now got it as an audio book. I've listened to it a couple of times on audio. And the, the, I think the key, the key lesson from it, and, and the, you know, there are seven habits and they're all interchangeable and they're all really, really good. The key one I, I've always worked on and I now work with clients on is, is they start with the end in mind. Right. Where are you, you know, where are you going? What are you trying to do? Where does your business want to go? And that way you can then work backwards and put a strategy in place that that delivers that that end game. Yeah. I also uh, the urgent versus important time management in there is yeah. is brilliant. Absolutely. I mean, that was a real not a game changer, but the, the coin, the, the penny dropped. You go, oh, right, I get it now. Yeah. And actually, what I what I've done is I've actually created my own system of urgent versus important where instead of doing it in in quadrants i do it i i point score things so right. I, I i'm one of those people who writes a whole list of all my jobs i've got to do and then what i'll do is i'll, I'll score them one to five on urgency and i'll score them one to five on importance and then add the points together right and and you then get a a, a rough total of what's urgent and important etc etc and and then you just put numerical order and and it, and it works uh, so it, all it means is you're working on the things at the top of the list, not the things at the bottom of the list or the things you want to do that are the nice, easy ones. Yeah. Um, and then obviously within there, there's there's the con, there's the sharpen the you know the sharpen the tool idea, yeah. which then leads back into the reading and rereading and learning and all that sort of stuff. So the yeah, and even things like win-win, which again is a pretty basic concept, but unless you've got it at the forefront of your mind, you know it's very easy to 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 fall into that win-lose totally mindset and yeah. you know thank god thank god he's gone but trump was a great win-lose person there always <laughs> had to be 
loser. He had to, he had to be the winner, yeah. and there had to be a loser. There was never win-win. Yeah. And again, brilliant concept. So so that book, and I recommend that book to all my clients now. And and having talking about it now, I might reread it again next week. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that book's been highly influential for me too. And I think the quadrants. I think it's really, really helps to crystallize, you know, by using that analysis on what you're doing and what you should be doing. I've actually developed uh, just a little program that people can go onto my website and do for free just to get them to actually analyze what they're doing with their time and based on the quadrant system to understand that there's a lot of things they're doing that they shouldn't be doing. Because I, I have a belief that, and I'm guilty of it too, is that a lot of people out there get comfort in feeling that they're busy. If just by being busy, they think that's a good thing, but it's mm -hmm. not. But, you know, and it often can be an excuse for not working on your business and only working in your business. You think, oh, I'm too busy, I don't have time. But when yeah. you start to use that quadrant system, you start to analyze your time, you realize that you're wasting a lot of time. And if you got rid of that waste out, out of your day, you suddenly would have a lot more time and you could be a lot more productive. So for me, that that has always been a big message I got from that book. It would be really interesting. I, someone told me that he actually recorded the audio or there is a version of the audio that's his voice. And I'd be really interested to to listen to that, actually, given he wrote the book and just to, to hear him deliver that book. I think that would put a different perspective on it for me. So I, I can I can share that with you because I have a copy of it. Yeah, that would that would be great because I think it would be really interesting to hear him. But I think it's it's been a, a, a great book that it certainly has influenced me and like you said i think it's good for us to maybe reread them and i probably need to reread it because i'm sure there's a few things i need to to improve on but the game theory in this win-win um versus win-lose etc i mean that's a really important message too and unfortunately there's too many people out there operate on the win-lose and they don't realize that by operating like that, they're actually cutting them out out of further opportunity. They might win that they might win that that situation, but then they won't have the interaction again potentially with that partner because they feel like that they have lost, so they won't deal with them again. They might not tell them therefore about that business opportunity that they could have done a JV on because they had that win lose mentality instead of the win win. So. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't see that. They don't look beyond, the, you know, the immediate. And the immediate yeah. is, right, I want to win this negotiation. So, but I think yeah. great messages there too. So I'm totally with you. I love that book. So great selection. Great. Okay. And the second book yeah. is this one, Good to Great by Jim Collins. So this book, I know exactly when I learned about this book. We had a consultant came into our business we were about eight years old. So we, we had, uh, I think we had a staff of there were myself, and my wife and four staff at the time. So we just started growing and we were sort of getting to those growing pains point. And, and a, a guy came in, did a, did a consultancy project with us and basically gave us some pointers as to what we were doing right and what we were doing wrong. But what he did as part of it was he, he gave us, um, something that's out of that book, which is called a BHAG a big, hairy, audacious goal. Right. And a big, hairy, audacious goal is set yourself a massive target. I mean, like ridiculously massive target. Yeah. And that becomes your your North Star, your North Light, and, and that's what you need to get to. 
Now, within the Good to Great book, and, and the title is Good to Great, what Jim Collins does is he compares the number of different examples in it, and he compares two good companies yeah. where one of them then went massively brilliant. So what's the difference between having a, you know, a good company and a, yeah. you know, a, a brilliant company? And what he came up with was a Venn diagram of three, three, three circles. Yeah. And if I remember rightly, it's something like, how do we make money? What are we passionate about? And what can we be the best at? Or something like that. Yeah. So, and, and what, he, what he identified was the, the companies that went great were the ones that had all those ticked. And the ones that were good didn't necessarily have it. So I read this book and it's, again, it's, it's one of those. So, so the guy, the, the consultant guy who did this work with us said, you know, this is where I got it from. And in the end, what he did was he, this is how far back we, we had it on a, a an A3, A2 flip chart. <laughs> um, and so he drew it. And then what we did, we, we got it laminated and put it in the meeting room. Yeah. So everything we every time we're having a sort of a team discussion about something, we could refer back to it and go, well, okay, does that deliver on what we're trying to do? And that sort of keeps you constantly focused on on what it is you're trying to do. So again, it's a book I've not read for a while, actually. I might reread it. But we had um our business was we were an online bingo review website. So we were the trip advisor for online bingo. Right. And our BHAG was to be the world's number one provider of online bingo players. Now, at the time, there were six of us in a small office over a sandwich shop in the north of England. <laughs> so to, to sit down and say, we are going to be the world's biggest of, yeah, the world's biggest of anything is always going to be massive. That was our BHAG. That's our big, hairy, audacious goal. And I would always recommend clients have a BHAG. Right. And to, to fully understand BHAG, you need to read the book. Right. Sounds a good book. I haven't, I haven't read that book. So, yeah, the good thing about doing this podcast is I'm, I'm getting lots of suggestions of books to read. So that's definitely another one I need to add to the list. Yeah, no problem. All right. Well, thank you so much, Phil. Really enjoyed that. And looking forward to talking to you again in a future episode where we're going to talk about venture capital. So thank you for yep. your time. And no have problem a at all. enjoyable evening in the UK. And we'll talk again soon. Will do. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Cheers, Cheers. Paul.